name. Father, we come before the throne room this night. We thank you that as the word goes forth, it will penetrate our spirits. It shall leave an eternal deposit of the word of the living God. Father, we will rise up from the inside and be that doer of the word. Father, tonight, in Jesus' name, we believe that no man shall leave here like he came, that every heart shall receive the engrafted word of Almighty God. We shall walk in your ways we will do your bidding here in the earth and we will glorify our Christ. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Now as we come before the word of God tonight, we ask that the hand of the Lord come upon me and anoint me to preach with a power and authority that that comes from the throne room of our God. And on the other end, give us great understanding of the word of the living God tonight. Father, we know with the revelation from you and the Holy Ghost spreading it in our heart, we shall understand your word. We believe that. We say it with our mouth. We believe it with our heart. And every saint shouted, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated. Turn with me tonight to 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. This is the second part we're teaching on our identification. Our identification. Praise be unto God. How many of you know what identification means? It means to be made identical. Like identical twins. Like cars coming off of assembly line. You know, when they say, when they make a Buick automobile. They work every detail out just like they want it, and when they put it on the assembly line, every part comes out just like the original. Do you know that? Jesus was the archetype, the original of the new creation nation. He was the original new creation man. He was God's standard for Christianity. He was God's man made exactly like he wanted all men to be. Praise God. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 1, 6. Paul writing, you know, Paul got the revelation of who you are in Christ. He got the revelation that Jesus lived on the inside of us. He got the revelation, hallelujah, he received the revelation that it was no longer him that lived, but it was the Messiah living in us. He got this revelation. Well, he writes to the Corinthians, there in that sixth verse, he said, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. Now, whatever Jesus' testimony is, it's been confirmed in you. Now, whatever his testimony is, what is his testimony? Well, what he's talking about is in the death, burial, and the resurrection. Your testimony is the same as Jesus' testimony. I was crucified with Christ. I died with Christ. I was buried with Christ. I was made alive with Christ. I was raised with Christ. Now I am seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So my testimony is identical to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 
God sent you through this divine process to on the other end to produce the quality of Christian that he wanted. Amen. How many of you know he accomplished his goal? Amen. You're not going to be. You already are what God wants you to be. Amen. So many times people are trying to, trying to accomplish some kind of goal and, and Jesus has already accomplished it for us. So many times people are wanting to fight sin, Jesus has already handled the sin problem. So many times people are wanting to fight the devil and Jesus has already whooped the devil for us. Amen. So many times people are trying to receive their healing. See, they don't understand. This thing is by grace. It's totally by grace. Everything you receive is by grace. How did I get it? Through the Lord Jesus Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. Well, how do I get a hold of this grace? I get a hold of that grace by faith, hallelujah, in the Lord Jesus Christ in the substitutionary work. What he did for me, I get a hold of it with my faith. And when I get a hold of that grace, something else takes over called the grace of Almighty God, a gigantic system which is the good hands of Almighty God. When you get it in God's hand, something goes into effect that's bigger than your faith, praise God. It's God's hold on you, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you have an identical testimony, not in his earth walk, you were not made one with him in his earth walk. You were not made one when he opened the blinded eye. You were not made one when he fed the multitude with a little boy's lunch. You were not made identical until the substitutionary work took place on the cross. Hallelujah. In Romans, the fifth chapter said, Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world. Why don't we turn there? And so... Death passed upon all men. Romans 5, 12. It says, Wherefore as by one man, Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so sin passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Praise God. Death is a spiritual condition. Not a, he's not talking about a physical death. He's not talking about everybody just fell over and died physically. When Adam sinned in the garden, he did not die physically for 930 years. But the moment he sinned, a spiritual condition came on him called spiritual death, and it separated him from Almighty God. The life and nature of God that God breathed into Adam left him at that moment. He was born again in reverse. The life and nature of Satan came into him then. Praise be unto God. But God did not leave it at that. God was not satisfied and he would have no one receiving his family, praise God. Romans 5 and 17. He said, for if by one man's offense death reigned by one, name Adam, much more they which receive the abundance of grace, that's us, and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what he's talking about. You've been raised together, now you're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Well, what does it mean that Jesus sat down at the right hand of Almighty God? The right hand of God means the power of God, the authority of God, the dominion of Almighty God. He said, I, Jesus said, all power 
has been given unto me in heaven and in earth when he was raised from the dead. You know what he done with it? He turned and to the church he designated and gave us the power of attorney to use every bit of that power in the earth. He said, if you'll bind it on in heaven, I mean in earth, I'll bind it in heaven. You loose it down there, I'll loose it in heaven. In other words, I'll back you up completely all the way to the throne room of Almighty God. Hallelujah. So whatever you call done and loosed in the earth according to the word of God, Jesus will back it clean to the hills. Praise God. Amen. 17th verse, let's read it again. For if by one man's offense death reigned, death ruled, death reigned, it ruled over every man, every man. No one escaped it. Looking back up to the 14th verse. He said, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. Oh, hallelujah. Do you know he said over in 1 Corinthians 15, 45, he said, the, talks about the first Adam and the last Adam. Hallelujah. Bless God, the first Adam got us into this mess, but the last Adam got us set free. Can you say amen tonight? Praise be unto God. One man's offense caused death, a spiritual condition, to come upon all men. But Jesus' obedience caused life, the life and nature of God to come to every man that received it. 19th verse, for whereas one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of the one shall many be made righteous. You are not robed in righteous, you are a righteous being made righteous, made righteous made righteous, declared righteous by the Supreme Court of the universe. Declared to be the righteousness of Almighty God. Declared to be sons of God. Declared to be daughters of the living God. Declared to be men separated unto Almighty God. Not an old sinner saved by grace, but an old sinner that God annihilated and put a new man on the inside of. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In John, why don't we just turn there? John 12 and 24. John 12 and 24. Or 12 and 23. Back up one verse. It said, And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Talking about going to the cross. John 12, 23. 24th verse said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Woo, glory, hallelujah. See, let me tell you, that's what God did. That's what God did. He took Jesus. How many of you know Jesus was the seed of Abraham? He was the seed. 
Over in the 16th, uh, third chapter of Galatians, the 16th verse, he said, this promise was made unto his seed, not of seeds as of many, but unto his seed, which is Christ. This was the seed that was going to produce a spiritual family, praise God. Hallelujah. And this seed was planted, and on the day of Pentecost, the first shoot right out, right out of the shoot blessed out, 120 jumped up full of the same thing that Jesus was full of. Praise be unto God. Don't you know when the devil saw those 120 jumped up, you don't hear from him for about four or five chapters. You don't hear him raising his head. What did he see on the day of Pentecost? He saw men and women rising up in their spirit, having the same life, the same nature, the same power of the Holy Ghost that defeated him in hell, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, the church has been running around hollering, we need more power. Oh, God's going to turn up the power when we're able to handle it. He, where's he going to get it? He, it ain't no more power to turn up. You've got the power. The minute Jesus was raised from the dead, he delegated out to the church the power of his name. He made it available, the power of the Holy Ghost. Blessed be God. He gave the church all authority here in the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. In the death, the burial, and the resurrection, that was a process in which God used to produce his new creation people. Now he's looking for a new creation nation. He's going to make a new kind of people. But he has to do something. See, if it was just forgiveness of sin, if it was just a sin problem, people sinning, he forgave them a sin in the Old Testament. They had sacrifices, forgiveness of sin. But there was a problem deep-seated in man. He was spiritually dead. He was in union with Satan. He had a satanic nature. You know, I hear people say, well, man had an Adamic nature. No, he had a satanic nature. Adam could not transmit his nature. Adam received the death nature of Satan. It passed upon all men because all men had sinned. The minute they sinned, they died. They died spiritually. But blessed be God. Blessed be God. The last Adam came. I like the last Adam instead of the second Adam or the third Adam. If it's the last, that means no more has to come. Praise God. No more has to come. The work is done. Amen. So God took and devised a plan whereby he could produce this quality that he wanted. He calls it, I call it the divine process. He calls it the death, death, burial, and the resurrection. That's what he calls it. The death, the burial, the resurrection. And out this other end, he nailed you to a cross. I don't remember going to a cross. Yes, I was crucified with Christ. He was your substitute. He was acting in your stead. Whatever he did is set down to your credit. If Christians could get a hold of that, they could walk out from under the jurisdiction of Satan at any time. Anytime. They can get a hold of this and say, I have authority from the throne room of Almighty God and Satan has no jurisdiction over me anymore. Anymore. No sin, sickness, disease, failure will come nigh my dwelling place. Can you shout amen tonight? Hallelujah. Praise God. Can you do a little better than that on that shouting? Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. <laughs> 
Praise be unto God. In, turn with me to Hebrews, the second chapter. Praise God. We're just kind of driving around. We're going to take off in a minute. Hallelujah. Hebrews, the second chapter. Oh, blessed be God. Hebrews, the second chapter in the ninth verse. Said, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. So he tasted death, spiritual death, not physical death. Hallelujah. He didn't, if it all it took was a physical death, Elijah could have handled that. Moses could have handled that. David could have handled that. Uh, Shadrach could have, any of them could have handled a physical death, but God made a pure, holy spirit that could be sacrificed before the supreme court of the universe and man could receive that down at his credit and walk out from under the dominion of Satan. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels. Let me read you another translation. Offer us away. Said, but we do see the archetype of the new humanity. Boy, I tell you, you don't know how good that is. Offer us away. But we do see the archetype of the new humanity, Jesus. The archetype. The archetype. Do you know what the archetype is? That's the original. That's the original. Now, when they make a silver dollar, they take and engrave this thing. They cut out a mold, and they, they work out every detail they want. They pour that into that mold, and they press this together, and out comes one looking exactly like the original. Jesus was the original. He was the archetype. And every man that receives the work of the death, burial, and the resurrection comes out this divine process looking just like Jesus on the inside. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise be unto our God. Just exactly like him in the spirit. Amen. We do see the archetype of the new humanity, a new kind of human being. This, uh, this guy, see, he's not an old forg forgiven sinner. Well, you know me, Brother Saul, now. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. No, no, no. You're not an old sinner. And the man, now listen close to me, the man that's on the inside of you after you're born again never has been a sinner. Never has. He never has. He's not an old forgiven sinner. He's not, he's not uh, uh, just an uh, uh, old man made over. You listening to me? If any man be in Christ, he's a new what? He's a new creature, a new creation. Well, where did this new creation come from? It was born right out of the womb of God, just like Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 How was you created? Ephesians 2.10 said you were created how? In Christ Jesus. He was making you when he made Christ. He was making you. Here's what I want this new creation nation to look like. I want him to have this. I want him to have the power of the Holy Ghost. I want him to walk holy and upright. I want him to think that he's a son of the living God. He put all that into him and I receive that and bam, out comes one, out comes two. He's the firstborn among many brethren. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
How many of you ever drove by the Buick? What I don't even know the names. I'm used to be. You know, I'd know the names of a Buick or, or different cars. I don't keep up with them much anymore. But uh, uh, do they make a, a Roadmaster? I guess they ain't made one <laughs> since the 50s. I don't, you know, I, you know I, that was the best one they made. I mean, they had what they call a touring car. Do you know what a touring car is? I mean, you can tour the country in this thing. I mean, you can go anywhere. And they had a dinosaur ride. Any of y'all ever remember that? I don't, you know, maybe they still got, I don't know. But you know, every one of them they made was just alike. You'd take this part off of this one and put it on this one. Amen. You could take the wheels off there. You could take, look on that, ball joint, all that, take it over and fit on this one. I mean, they all came out of the same mold. I'm telling you, bless God, you were created out of a mold. You were poured into the mold of the Lord Jesus Christ, praise God. You were made out of Christ. Amen. Tell you what, we read over where you got our identical testimony with Jesus. What's your testimony? Huh? Amen. You know, I've told you many times, you need to check in and see what condition your condition is in. Amen. You need to see what condition is Well, let's figure it out. Well, Brother Sullivan, it looks like I'm not going to make it. Well, Brother Sullivan, you know, sickness has been on me for years. Well, you know, my children, I'm telling you what, they're going down the drain. No. No, you ain't talking about a new creation man that's got the authority from Almighty God. You're talking about someone that does not know what he is in Christ Jesus. That God has made him a holy, peculiar nation. He's made him a man of Almighty God with all authority from the throne room of God. No, bless God, my kids will not go down the drain. You know, Billy Sunday. How many of you know who Billy Sunday was? Ever heard of Billy Sunday? Billy Sunday was a ball player, tall, lanky guy. He was a pitcher. And Billy Sunday said, I saved the whole world and lost my family. <laughs> I saved the whole world, went everywhere. Saved, I mean, he had a revival in Chicago that liked to shut down uh, Al Capone, man. I mean, it liked to shut the whole thing down. The power of God fell in his meeting. Said, I saved the whole world, but, gonna look, but I lost my children. No. I don't care if the whole world gets saved. If you don't take care of your children first, bless God, you ain't got no business preaching. Amen. I'm preaching better than y'all amen in here tonight now. <laughs> amen. Amen. Someone said, well, you know, brother, son, you know, the Lord has called me, you know, to India. I'm to go to India. No, he's called you to take care of them little wild Indians around your house first. <laughs> amen. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Yes, Brother Sutherland, I have a holy calling. I hear it all the time. India. No, you want to get away from la, 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 them five little around the houses. See? <laughs> you take care of them. You know, nobody, no man is called to leave his family. No man, no woman's called to leave their family without, without God providing enough to take up the difference, praise God. Yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, we see the archetype. We see the archetype Jesus. He's the archetype of the new humanity. What is God's standard for Christianity? Oh, Brother Sullen, it must be Oral Roberts. 
No, he falls short. Oh, Brother Hagin. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. He's top of the line. Yes, he is. But he falls short too. Some of you think it's me. <laughs> now, I do have a few, uh, one or two shortcomings, you know. You know, I, you know, it's hard to find them, but I might have. The archetype's Jesus. The standard of Christianity is Jesus. There's no other standard. You were predestined to be conformed to his exact image. God made you in his exact image. He didn't want a bunch of them just ever kind of which away. Yes, we've got different personalities, but I'm talking about the spiritual new birth man, the man that must be born again on the inside. He's made just exactly like Jesus in spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's made so much alike, you've got an identical testimony with him. Amen. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you will, to 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. We preached on that this morning. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Hallelujah. For he has made him to be sin. He was made sin. He was made sin. He was not just the sin bearer. Yet it's very important that you know that. He didn't just bear your sins. He wasn't like a donkey that bare your burden. He didn't just bear them. He was made sin. He was made sin with your sin. Blackwater said he was made sin with everything in the whole realm of sin. Everything, everything, everything in the whole realm. Praise be unto God. He was made sin for us who knew no sin that we might become the very righteousness of God. Jesus, now listen close, Jesus died on that cross to everything in the whole realm of sin. Now we're going to look at uh, uh, dying with Christ tonight. Now you need to see yourself dead. Now you listen close to me. The old man you was was connected to spiritual death. Satan had a right to bring sin, sickness, disease, depression, failure, everything to that man because he was connected to him. But you are not connected to him. That relationship is not just severed, but the old man that was connected to that realm has died. He's dead, annihilated. He does not exist. Someone said, yes, brother, so my old man will rise up. He can't. He can't. He does not exist. There is not even any record of him ever living. He is annihilated. He's gone. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus took all the sin of the world, every sin against you. He took all the account book that accused you and closed the account and nailed it to the cross. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The old man, your old self, died with Christ. Amen. You don't have an old man. See, see, a lot of people think this. I've got an old man. I'll ask preachers. And I say, preacher, how come, how come folks, after they get saved, will still sin? I said, they've got an old man. They've got an old nature. They've got an old nature. No, they've got an old head, and they've got some old habits that needs to fall off. Someone said, well, how am I going to lose these old habits? 
habits. Well, how do you break a glass? You drop it. You drop it. It breaks. Praise be unto God. You don't keep hanging around. You drop it and walk off. And when you act on that, bless God, he that doeth the truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be manifested that they are wrought in God. Hallelujah. When you act on something, the power of God will meet you right there to handle it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I asked one preacher one time, he said, oh yes, he has trouble with his old man all the time. I said, well, I thought he died with Christ. Oh no, he didn't do that now. Mine's alive, you know. I didn't argue with him, nothing like that, you know. It would have been comical, but, but it wasn't comical. It wasn't funny. See, he's living defeated. You will never live in victory totally in your life until you see your old man totally dead. He's gone. I'm a new creation. What is this new man connected to? I'm connected to the vine. He's the vine and I am the branch. Whatever's in him falls into me, praise God. Amen. Amen. You need to see yourself dead. When my father was 49 years old when he died, and every day I'd go up to the hospital two or three times a day. And I got this doctor and this doctor. I finally got Dr. Ellis. And, and, and I told him, I said, Dr. Ellis, you get any doctor that you can. I don't care. I don't care. You get me the best doctors. You, Dr. Ellis, I trusted him. He's a fine man. And, and Jacob said, I'm doing, I'm doing all I can. He said, your daddy is 49 years old, but he's got a 90-year-old body. He's wore out. He's wore clean out. I've got, you know, we're doing everything you can. And I'd go up there every day. I said, how's he doing? He's getting worse. He's getting worse. I go up there the next day. Man, hey, Dr. Jacob, how's everything going? Fine, fine. How's daddy doing? Well, I said, he's, he's getting worse. He's getting worse. He's getting worse. Next day, I'd come up there. How's he doing? This went on. This went on over a, a period of weeks there. How, how, how's he doing? He's getting worse. But one day I went up there, sitting in the living room, doctor, I mean in the waiting room. Doctor, come in. He ain't getting worse. He's dead. He ain't getting worse. He's dead. The old man that you was, he's dead. You need to close the casket on him and say he's gone. He does no longer exist. He was so rotten God had to kill him. He annihilated him and he put a brand new man living on the inside of me, connected so pure and holy, made in righteousness and true holiness that God himself can move and live on the inside of him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Someone say amen tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians, the fifth chapter. The 14th verse. It said, For the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge. Or this is the way you ought to judge. This is the way you ought to think. That if one died for all, then we we're all dead. Let me clear that Elizabethan up. Off Weymouth translation. It said, The conclusion at which we have arrived being this. That one having died for all, his death was their death. His death was their death. 
Lawback said, our old self died with him. Basic English said, if anyone was put to death for all, then all have undergone death. All have undergone death. Hallelujah. You are no longer connected to spiritual death. You are no longer connected to the realm of death. Praise God. The old man that you were, he's dead. He died. He no longer exists. I am a new creation made in the image of Almighty God with his life, his nature, his ability. I am the temple of the living God. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Praise God. Shout amen, somebody. Hallelujah. This new man is God's crowning achievement. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's what he worked for. That's what he planned before the foundation of the earth when he slain the Lord Jesus Christ before the foundation of the earth. He was not fixing to lose his man. God's in love with you, folks. Hallelujah. 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 And someone said, well, Brother Stone, reckon God to heal this cancer? Well, he'll eat it alive. Amen. Amen. Praise be unto God. 16th verse. Wherefore, henceforth, now this is a real important verse. It's kind of Elizabethan talk. Wherefore, henceforth, know ye no man after the flesh. Don't know a man after the flesh. Do not know this man, that man after the flesh. He's dead. The old man's dead. Know no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Don't disknow Jesus after his earth walk. We don't know him just after the flesh. Thank God for the synoptic gospels. Thank God that he's born in Bethlehem. Thank God he went to the temple when he's 12. Thank God he was baptized of John when he's 30 years old. Thank God he received the Holy Ghost. Thank God he walked, walked the shores of Galilee. Thank God he fed the multitude with the little boy's lunch. Thank God he raised us. Thank God for all these things in his earth walk. But where your testimony begins is I was crucified with Christ after the Spirit praise God. Know him no longer after the flesh. Know him after the spirit. What he's done for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you realize your old man does not exist, you're a new man created in Christ Jesus, that you're a new man connected to the realm of God. A new law takes place in your being. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets you free from the law of sin and death. See, you're free from that law. You understand that? Well, let me give you an example. Now, in Louisiana, they operate altogether different than any place in the, in the world, not just the United States. They still live under the Napoleonic Code. Amen. They're under the Napoleonic Code. I mean, it's a strict code. But let me tell you something. When I'm in Arkansas, they have no jurisdiction over me when I'm in Arkansas. They don't have any authority over me. They can't come over here and get me. I mean, I, I can go, 
I can go up here to Kroger store with two forty-fives and rob the whole thing and leave there and sit out on the parking lot and ain't nobody from Louisiana and say a word about it. How come? Because they ain't got any jurisdiction. You've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. The law of the spirit of life rules over you. Not the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death was for the man that was spiritually dead. He died. There's no law to control him now because he's out of existence. You're a new man created in Christ Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. What verse are we reading? 16, wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Don't know any man after the flesh. Weymouth said, therefore for the future we know no one simply as a man. That's a better translation. Don't know yourself as just a man. Beck said, know no, man, no one as, as just a human being. How many know you're not just a human being? What am I? What am I? If I ain't a human being, you're a divine human being. You're a God man. You're a man with God living on the inside of you. It is no longer I that lives, but it is the Christ, the Son of the living God, the Messiah, that lives on the inside of me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Galatians 2.20, no longer I. It's no longer I. Who's living in there? The anointed Son of the living God. Amen. He's there. He's there. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know if I got enough faith. Bless God. He said, I live by the faith of the Son of God. You've got the Jesus kind of faith on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Beck said, no, no man as just a human being. Weymouth said, not just as a man. Don't know him. Don't know yourself. Don't consider yourself just a man. Amen. See, you know, we have religious sayings. Like I told you, I seen a bumper sticker the other day that, that, that said, on the back of it, said, be patient with me, God's not through with me yet. How many of you know God is through with you? He's done everything that it takes for life and godliness in you. He's already accomplished his goal in you, praise God. He's not going to. Well, one of these days I'll, I'll develop into a better Christian. Bless God, you'll never develop any, any better Christian than you already are. You'll be no more like Jesus the 20 years from now and you was the minute you get born again. But all you have to do is get your thinking like that. You have to start thinking like what God has already placed in your heart. You begin to act it out, walk it out in your daily life. The minute you act on it, the power of God changes you from glory to glory to glory to glory, from glory to glory, bless God, into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 16th verse again. Know no man after the flesh. Henceforth know we, uh, know, we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, being this is true, therefore, if all this is true, that you're not supposed to know yourself after the flesh, how am I to know myself? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature. Know yourself as a new man. I am a new kind of man. Not just a man forgiven, 
not just a man made over, but a brand new creation made in the image of Almighty God with God living on the inside of him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A divine being, a God-man. John G. Lake got a hold of these truths. And he turned South Africa upside down for Jesus. Started over 500 churches in three years. How he done it, I don't know. He had something on the inside of him, and it was this life of God. But John G. Lake wrote a little book called Spiritual Hunger. We have it, we've had, had it, we finally found it at Christ for the Nations. And it said, Spiritual Hunger, the God-man. Spiritual Hunger, the God-man. And it talks about God living on the inside of you. That your old man, your old soul no longer exists. That you're a total brand new creation made in God's image with his power in it. Hallelujah. 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 The last few issues of that book that we've ordered, it doesn't say spiritual hunger, the God man. It says spiritual hunger, sermons by John G. Lakes. You know why? Because it scares people. It scares people when you go to talking about God living on the inside of you. It scares Christians to think that a man would stand up and say, Jesus lives in me, that I am a God man, that I am a man with God living on the inside of me. That scares people. They think, what is this, this weirdo? Man, what is this? You know the New Age movement, they talk, they try to get so close to Christianity. See, that's what it'll do, it'll get as close as it can. They say that you'll develop into a God. They're trying to copy what's real and right. They're trying to get close to the truth. Christianity has never got there. They've never seen the fact that God lives in them. They've never seen the fact that Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, dwells in their mortal body. They've never seen the fact that they're the flesh and bone Christ. They've never seen the fact, Christianity has never known that their Jesus was still on, praise God. They've never seen it. They've never seen it. Peter and John walked up the gate called Beautiful. They said, look on us, boy. Christianity said, don't, don't look on me. Call my pastor. Call the fire tire, the watch tire, the prayer tire, any, call someone. Oh man, I ain't nothing. Don't look at me, I ain't no example. Why? Because they've never been taught. There's something, there's something special. The least, the greatest, anyone that's born again has God dwelling on the inside of him. A new kind of man on the inside. What is this new man like? Man, he's the prototype, he's just like the prototype, Jesus Christ, praise God. How you read that the Spirit of Christ dwells in you? If he don't, then you're none of his. Amen? You're the temple of the living God. As God has said, I'll dwell in them and walk in them. When you walk, God walks. When I first come around full gospel and charismatic people, I knew these truths. I knew about these things. And they'd always pray it. Oh, dear Lord, Come and be in our presence. I say, he's him, he come with me. That boy's got a lot of zeal, but he ain't got no wisdom. They're mad about it. Make folks mad. Why, he thinks God lives in him. Why, that, you know, what's wrong with him? 
You know, and you get around them, you know, it, and you see them, it looks like you walk in and you think E.F. Hutton came in, you know. You know what I'm saying? Listen, Christianity needs to be rethought out. It has not produced the kind of Christians that God desires. God desires men and women just like Jesus, just like he made. Hallelujah. That will stretch forth their hand and lay hands upon the sick. That's not afraid to look right in the face of hell itself and rebuke the devil and he'll bow his knee. They're not afraid of sickness. They're not afraid of AIDS. They're not afraid of anything. They're fearless. They're fearless. Why? Because it ain't I. It's the Messiah. It's the Christ. It's Jesus. It's Jesus using this body. It's Jesus with skin on. Amen. Ephesians 5.30. Bone of his bone. Flesh of his flesh. Hallelujah. Romans. Romans 6 chapter. Hallelujah. You know, I've been teaching just what I'm teaching, identification, 14 years. And I've never really, you know, I've, what you call it, vacillated back and forth in my thinking. I've thought of many times, I don't know whether this is for the laity or this is just for the ministry. Have to deal with this old grouch. Have to deal with this heathen. Have to deal with this and still walk in the holiness of Almighty God. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. See, you're talking about we live in a world nothing like what Jesus and the disciples lived in. I mean, they had a little... Uh, 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 prostitution and drinking wine. But I'm talking about this thing's wide open. It's gone. The morality's gone. The dope, the sex, the everything, it's wide open. It's wide open. And I thought, man, I thought on it and I prayed over it. But let me tell you something. If this isn't for every Christian, then the whole Word of God is not for every Christian. So it's got to be for every man. If he died for all, then all are dead, praise God. If he was made alive for all, then all have the life and nature of Almighty God. And if the temple of God is just for the prophet, just for the apostle, just for the pastor, then it's not for all. But he said, ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I live in them, I dwell in them, I'll be their God and they'll be my people, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Romans 6 chapter. Look in the 5th verse. For if we have been planted. How many of you know you've been planted? You know about that corn got planted? We've been, we was planted with him. We got planted with him. He's doing that for me. He got planted for me. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death we should also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Barclay, Baptist theologian, translates that. He said, if we share in Christ's death, we believe that we shall share in his risen life too. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Well, that's what Romans 8, 11 said. The same Spirit that raised Christ from dead dwell in you. It'll quicken or make alive your mortal body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Third verse, Knowing that, know ye not that so many of us that was baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Amen? Galatians 3, 27 said, you was baptized into Christ, therefore you've put on Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're not going to, you already have. Amen. Look in the ninth verse. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. Now who is he acting for? He is my substitute. He is my agent. He's my stand-in. He died for me. He was crucified for me. He was buried for me. He's acting for me. If sin, everything in the whole realm of sin has no more dominion over him, it has no more dominion over me. He's the head and we are the body. Praise be unto God. Can you shout amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. G.W. Wade translates that. said, death no longer exercises any master over him. Cartner said it, it has no longer any hold on him. What is he talking about? You've got an identical testimony with Jesus. He's talking about you. He's talking about you. You are the body of Christ. You are the flesh and bone Christ here in the earth. Someone said, oh, if Jesus still walked the shores of Galilee. He does, but he's walking in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Helen Barrett Montgomery said, Death over him no more, no more hath lordship. Oh, glory to God. Death has no lordship. Do you understand what that means? That means I'm free. That means I'm free from anything in the whole realm of sin, sickness, disease, failure, all this depression has no part in me, praise God. Why? Because he is my substitute. He's acting as my agent. He's my stand-in. I died with him. I was buried with him. That old man's gone, and this new man is connected to the heavenly force. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 11th verse. Likewise, or do it like this. Reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ my Lord. Ain't that something? Reckon, you got to reckon yourself dead. He's just dead. He's dead. Man, the man that had, that the man that was connected to sin, sickness, and disease, he's dead. He's gone. Reckon yourself dead. The point you reckon yourself dead is the point you're going to walk in the life and nature of Almighty God. If you don't ever see yourself dead, you'll always be fighting that old man and them old habits. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. That old man that was under the control of those old habits, bless God, hallelujah, he's dead. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me read you Arthur S. Way's translation of that verse. He said, In the same manner you also are to account yourself to be in relation to sin, dead men, but in relation to God, living men, whose life is absorbed in the life of Messiah Jesus. Woo! 
glory, hallelujah. If that didn't have such a good finish on it, I'd kick it. I'm about to shout, man. Listen to me. Listen to him, what he's saying. Listen to it. You understand what he's saying? You've been absorbed into Christ. Hallelujah. He's the vine, you're the branch. Where's the vine start and the branch start? Amen. You're one. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 said, He that's joined himself to Messiah has formed a single spirit, one spirit. Hallelujah, you've been absorbed into Christ. Hallelujah. Let me see if I got my little glass. I'm, I'm, I'm good little, I'm a good little glass man. You've been absorbed into Christ. Where are you at? You died. You were buried. Where are you at? I've been absorbed into Messiah, into Jesus. I'm absorbed in him. I reckon myself dead. Where's he at? I don't know. I don't even look back hunting him. He's gone. Amen. Where are you at? I'm joined to Jesus. Whatever Jesus has authority over, I do. Why? Because I'm in union with him. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Man, that's a good example. That's one of the best I've ever seen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Colossians 3.3. 3. Turn over there. Praise God. A couple of scriptures I want to look at and we'll close. Colossians 3.3. 3. For you're dead. For you're dead. For you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Where are you at? I'm hid with God. I'm hid in Christ. I'm hid in Christ. Well, where's your man? He's dead. He don't exist. He don't exist. I don't have to live under that anymore. I've been set free. Well, where is your new man? Your old man's died, and your life is now hid with Christ in God. Hallelujah. I'm hid out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, bless God. Blackwelder said, for you, for you died in your identification with his death, and your life, which is the result of his resurrection, is hid with Christ in God. Woo! Glory. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Look in the second chapter, 20th verse. Praise be unto God. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, see this is that Elizabethan, hard to understand. We can dig it out of there. He said, study. Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are you subject to ordinances? Barclay translates that good. He said, your death with Christ means that the world's rudimentary teachings has nothing more to do with you. Why then go on living as if your life was dominated by the world? This world system that Satan has, ha, has set up has no jurisdiction over you. Why? I have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness. I serve under the law of life in Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? amen. Praise be unto God. You're free from the realm of death and death has no dominion over you. You know, one translation said we're as, we're as free from death as a dead man is free from life. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Hallelujah. That's why it's so important. See what it'll do to your faith. 
I don't have to study Mark 11, 23 and 24 all the time. I don't have to figure that out in the Gospels. Bless God, faith in the Gospels and faith in the epistles over here are two different things. Amen. The one vicious your blood came along trying to touch the hem of his garment. People ought to be coming along trying to touch you, folks. You are the Christ in the earth. Amen. There's a difference. There is a difference. No longer I, but the Christ that lives in me. Amen. Stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. You get anything out of that tonight? Amen. Amen. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Anybody need prayer for anything before we go? Praise God. Besides Tammy. Come on down here, Tammy. Hallelujah. Who else? Who else? Hallelujah. 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 Some of you women come lay hands on her. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Helen. Pour it all on her. Whatever you want to. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes, praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Yes, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, bless God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Glenn, won't you come on down here? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Felton, y'all men lay hands on this sanctuary. We're going to believe God. You take it. Oh, hold it. Leave it in my hand. I got something working there. Just jumped up there, brother. Hallelujah. Did you feel that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Father. We believe the anointing can be stored up. Even as God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, he'll bring special miracles tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Glenn, take hold of Tammy's arm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tammy, feel that. You see the anointing of God in that? You keep that on you. Now, we as a church stand with you. We say that everything you set your hand to is going to prosper. I say that you're going to be blessed coming in, blessed going out. We say that this child of this union shall be holy and upright and he'll be blessed of God. He'll have the mouth of the learned and the Spirit of God will be on him as a young man and he'll rise up and proclaim that which will make you proud in Christ Jesus. Every saint said amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory. Hallelujah. How many of you glad you come tonight? Amen. Amen. Remember, we're praying in the morning, 9 to 10. Bring kids by, they can pray with us. Amen. I want you to shake hands with about three people and we be dismissed.